Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 296 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us more about you. Help us learn more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. We start Mark chapter 1 today. Remember, Mark stresses facts and portrays Jesus as a man of action. The introduction in my Bible says this is the most vivid account of Jesus' life. In chapter 1, Mark quotes Isaiah referencing John the Baptist coming to prepare the way for Christ. I always like to encourage you to go back and read the passages referenced in our current reading. It really helps to solidify God's faithfulness to his word. John the Baptist preached repentance. He talks about Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then we read that John baptized Jesus. The Holy Spirit entered into Jesus and led him into the wilderness, where he stayed for 40 days. Verse 13 tells us he was tempted by Satan the whole time, while the angels ministered to him continually. We can take heart that while the enemy is tempting us, angels surround us and minister to us as well. As Hebrews 1 verse 14 says, Are not the angels all ministering spirits, servants, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation? We can believe God is taking care of us today. Jesus started his ministry and walked along the shore of Galilee, selecting some of his disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Then he went into the synagogue and began to teach. There was a man with an evil spirit who recognized Jesus. Even the enemy spirits know who Jesus is. Next, he went to Peter and Andrew's house where their mother was sick. He healed her and she immediately began serving. I love this passage because it shows us Jesus' heart to serve. The whole town came to this house and Jesus healed all who came to him. Again, he shows us his heart to serve others. He must have been physically exhausted, and yet we read that he rose well before sunrise and went out to pray. Next, Jesus heals a leper. He had sympathy and pity for him. But then he talked harshly to the man, telling him not to tell anyone about this, but to go to the priest and make an offering as Moses had instructed. However, this man did go and tell everyone so that Jesus couldn't travel openly anymore. This is sad, in a way. Jesus did the good act of healing, but was repaid unfairly. It also continues to teach us that we have to be careful about whom we trust and tell things to. Even so, we see the compassionate heart of Jesus as he healed the man in spite of what he knew this man would do. We serve a compassionate and loving God. Let's see what we can learn in Hebrews chapter 10. The author offers encouragement. He writes about the sacrifices we read about in the Old Testament and how they cannot atone for sin because they wouldn't need to be repeated year after year if they did. Jesus' sacrifice is good for all time. Verse 14 says, For by a single offering he has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. This verse gives us comfort. Verse 23 encourages us to seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Let us seize hope in God today. We cannot let the enemy dissuade us and put thoughts of questioning our faith and hope in Christ. For Christ made the final sacrifice for our sins to consecrate and make us holy unto God. There is nothing more wonderful and joyous than this. May the joy of the Lord be in our hearts today. 
The author goes on to say that if we continue to sin after having known and received the sacrifice for our sins, then there is nothing left to atone for our sins. Although we will never be perfect and sin will always be knocking on our door, if we humbly attempt to do what is the perfect will of God, we will be forgiven. Verse 35 says, Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries great and glorious compensation of reward. Let us pray for the strength we need to follow God and continue in our faith in him until our time on earth is done. We are meant to be saved and united with the Lord for eternity. Let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 35. We're going back a little in time here because the chapter starts with King Jehoiakim, who is the son of Josiah. This precedes the reign of King Zedekiah and occurred during the first invasion of Babylon when Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were taken. The Lord told Jeremiah to go to the Rechabites and invite them into the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. The Rechabites go way back in time. They descended from Moses' father-in-law. These people did not have idols and lived as nomads. They lived in tents and tended flocks instead of living in houses and growing crops. They also didn't drink wine. They were simple people and held fast to their beliefs. God tells Jeremiah to tempt them with wine, but they decline. Then God compares them to the tribe in Judah. While the Rechabites were obedient to the Lord, didn't worship idols, and didn't enter into anything against the Lord, the Judeans did all these things. God gave them one chance after the other to change their ways, but the people in Judah didn't. God rewards the Rechabites, saying they will never fail to have their descendants stand before him. May we ask for and receive obedient hearts to the Lord. In chapter 36, God commanded Jeremiah to write everything he had told him down in the scroll. He called a scribe named Baruch to write all his sayings down. Then he was to take the scroll into the house of the Lord at a certain time and read it. Baruch was compliant and did as Jeremiah told him to do. God told Jeremiah that maybe the people would listen and turn from their evil ways so they could avoid all the destruction that he would bring upon them. It started to work at first. When Baruch read the scroll, a man heard him, and he went to the king's house where the princes were and told them everything. The princes were afraid when they heard the news. They took the scroll to the king so it could be read to him. However, King Jehoiakim cut the scroll up and put it into the fire as it was being read to him. The king and his servants showed no reverence to the Lord, even though some of the princes tried to dissuade him from burning it. We can imagine God's anger was kindled against them. The Lord told Jeremiah to rewrite everything on new scrolls. He also had Jeremiah prophesy that none of the king's heirs would sit on the throne of David and said, And I will punish him and his offspring and his servants for their iniquity. And I will bring upon them and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the men of Judah all the evil that I've pronounced against them, but they would not hear. Their fate was sealed. May our hearts remain soft to the Lord so we hear his gentle whispers and are obedient to him. Let's see what we can learn in Psalm 115. This psalm talks about idols and mocks them. Verse 4 says, The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. And then it goes on to say that these materials cannot speak, see, hear, or smell. They cannot do anything or walk or make any sound. And yet they have mouths, eyes, ears, noses, hands, and feet. Our generation surely takes pride in all of the things that we own. May we be careful here and not put our hope in the things of this world. Let us not measure our worth by it or any shiny objects that catch our eye. May we instead worship the Lord and pursue a relationship with him. Then the psalm tells us that those who trust in the Lord will find the Lord is our help and our shield. He will bless us. The last sentence tells us to praise the Lord. Let us praise the giver of all good things today. 
Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for teaching us more about you and your ways. You are great and are greatly to be praised. Help us lean into you, trust you, and worship you and you alone. Lead us not into temptation, but keep us from evil. Keep our hearts turned to you, Father. Keep us yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.